Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Rudo, Megan, and Blaze still alive, still conscious <laughs> after a, a hockey game that had one puck that ever entered the net. And At while the it very end it, of the game, while it will count as a goal on the scoreboard, that will not count a go- as a goal in the stat book officially for anybody. So. Which is a whole other argument that we've already had on this show. No reason to get into it. Avs win one to nothing over the New York Islanders in a game that honestly reflected way better than a one nothing game, in my opinion, for Colorado at the very least. But it's not my job to do that in 60 seconds today. It's Blaze's job. My turn. Let's go. Where's my clock? Do you need 60 seconds for this? I don't really need 60 seconds. Are we ready? All right. Avs came out kind of sluggish. Not really uh, possessing the puck very much, and the Islanders kind of took advantage of it. Had a bunch of shots on net. Avs finally get into the game about, oh, I don't know, three-fourths through the first period. Uh, then Curtis McDermott takes a penalty. He sure Welcome does. back. <laughs> uh, then that kind of just wakes the Avs up, and they start getting shots on net. Uh, Kale McCarr <laughs> disallows a penalty, just says, <laughs> waves sure his hand, does. says no. <laughs> Second period, the Avs came out, played great. And then they just improved even more into the third period, shut down the Islanders. Uh, you go to OT, you have one great chance where Kale McCarr comes down, gives a yep. pass over to JT Comfort, has a great chance to bury it. Wide open net, can't make it. Go to the shootout. The only thing that you have to know is Evan Rodriguez has a move. <laughs> He's got one. Georgiev played great. He sure did. We'll get into all of it, break it all down, but let's rewind all the way back and start this game the way the Avs started it, with the negatives. Avs outshot 7-1 to one in shots in the first 10 minutes of the game. Not that bad. Uh, let's, let's make it clear. This wasn't like the Buffalo game where you look at it and all of a sudden they're down 2-0. But are these slow starts becoming a concern for Colorado? No. (laughs) You would like to see them start differently, and they are a concern when they start as horrifically as the Buffalo game. Sure. Because they are not in a position to climb themselves back out, but they killed a penalty. They They sure did. They generated chances. Like, you would want a better start, but... This specifically isn't a concern to me. It would be a concern if your goalie wasn't so just steady back there, right? Like, obviously, you'd rather have the slow starts than the slow endings. Um, That's yeah, I true. mean, it, it can be concerning, though, right? Like, you definitely don't want to be playing from behind for a whole game. And if your goalie's having an off night or if they're just getting those prime chances because you're just not into the game yet, that can be a huge issue for a team. You don't, you don't want to be chasing every game. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's one of those things that I think, yeah, if they play a slow 10 minutes in the middle of the second period, it's barely even notable, right? Yeah. It's just, well, there are other 50 minutes were really good, which was the case tonight. It's just something that I think sticks in people's minds a little bit more when it's the very beginning of the game, the whole uh, cliche of start the game on time and, and things like that. <laughs> right. I think it's like, oh, do face-offs matter? Situationally, like, right. do slow starts matter? Situationally. Yeah, when you give up two goals, they yeah. probably... <laughs> they, they for sure do. <laughs> Definitely not good. When yeah. you give up none, they matter less. <laughs> Crazy how that works. Uh, 
Credit, though, to Georgiev. We'll be doing a lot of that tonight, but he absolutely came ready to play for minute one. Didn't give up anything, allowed the Avs to get settled and get going in the right direction. I don't have a ton else to say about the first period. It was the Avs' worst period of the game. Not that it was bad. By the end of it, it ended up a pretty even one. Another good penalty kill, as you mentioned, Blaze. Let's talk about this Kale McCarr thing. Yeah, let's. Because it's not the first time I've seen this happen in the NHL, but I know for a lot of people it is. Weird? Normal? Is Kale... Did Kale do the right thing here? Or should he have let the penalty call happen? Man, he knows Santa's coming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those things like it's, you know different guys have different feelings towards stuff like that like you know there's other guys that are just like well it's the ref's call if they call what they call some people i mean kale's just built differently he doesn't need to cheat to win i guess (laughs) i don't know what else to say it's crazy i think it's instinct for him to do the right thing in that situation (laughs) that even he probably has a a moment of regret he's like oh i should not have weighed that (laughs) but I also think that is who he is. It speaks to his character, and it's the type of thing that builds a reputation throughout the league as he becomes older than he is now. Other officials know that when they're officiating games with Kale McCarr. They know that honesty. And so when we have those, is it a phantom high stick call or not from that uh, New York Rangers game where people are saying, oh, he's faking it, Mm, I think that earns some trust in the future that he probably isn't. If you see him reacting to something, he probably isn't. Because he's honest. That's a great point. The other thing I want to know, too, well, I want to see is what Bednar says about it as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting when the post game. Go text Jesse and tell him to ask about <laughs> that. I'm sure someone will ask about it. Uh, it's it's an interesting situation. I think you made a great point, Megan, about him building that reputation around the league. Yes, everyone already knows he's a great player, but certainly after... Some comments by some people who will not be named. Uh, maybe McCarr feels like he's got to prove that uh, he's, he's a good guy. <laughs> From the same state that they were playing yeah, against. Yeah, huh, interesting. Weird. Interesting. Uh, look, I have no problem with Kale doing it. I think I like to think if I was in that situation, I'd do it. I don't know that I would, but I'd like to think I'd be a cool enough guy to do that. I'm not. I, I'm going to ask the same question I kind of rhetorically asked on the watch along. Game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. Is Kale still doing it? No chance. <laughs> Megan. He probably wouldn't. <laughs> there's there's more money involved that, in that he'd, as well. He'd probably chalk it up to, well, it's their call, and they said that, so... <laughs> Looked like that caused you physical pain to say that. (laughs) Be like, I don't know what happened, but obviously it was a penalty. (laughs) Just checking. Just checking what the thoughts were. Yeah, I I don't think there's any chance he wins off a penalty in the the playoffs. If he did, you might get reamed by a coach when you come (laughs) off. (laughs) Is what it is. Obviously, it all worked out in the end because the ass pulled down the W in this one. I'm glad that happened because I don't want to talk about that and have someone with a bad take about how that cost the ass the game. True. Because it didn't. That yeah. would have aged poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Same with the slow start if it had, yeah. the first period had ended differently. Well, even the slow start, even after they started getting shots on net, not, nothing was really dangerous. It was more outside shooting at that point, and they were having a hard time getting anything inside yeah. to get rebounds. 
Yep. Penetration was not great. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest positive you can take away from regulation in this game, and we'll get to overtime in the shootout, a full game of hockey where you saw the Avs build in the right direction, right? Yes, you know, there's bad play here, mistake there. But on the whole, you watched it go from here and a straight line up to here by the end of the game. It's weird to ask this question in a game that ended one nothing with no goals in it, but building block for Colorado? Absolutely. You said the word process. Yep. And that is what it feels like is they are getting comfortable with the process and they're building and they're building and they're looking more like themselves again. And even though the score sheet doesn't reflect that in terms of scoring goals, the other things that they're doing well, they have to continue doing that. I mean, the chances that they were getting tonight, they just weren't dropping in. They they hit so many yeah, posts. They miss a lot of nets. Um, I Yeah, I, I really, really struggle with even calling it lack of finish tonight with multiple yeah. posts. You, If you watch the lot, watch along, you heard me say four or five different times, like, that was a good shot. Yeah. It just didn't go. I think the, well. he did. the lines are starting to gel. You're yep. starting to see the physicality from Miko, the big, you know, big guys. Nah, he was bodying fools tonight. <laughs> Makar was out there yeah, doing the same thing. Overtime. They just felt really engaged tonight, moving the puck around well. Like, again, they just they just couldn't finish tonight. Ed, uh, yes, of course you want to see more finish, but this game, more than I think any of the others that we've talked about since the start of December, just tip your cap to Sorokin and go, dude, balled out tonight. Like, sometimes a goalie is just yeah. better. And I, I don't really know how else to chalk this one up, other than Val might need an exorcism or something. <laughs> but Val might need an exorcism. Uh, hits a post, has a ridiculously good tip that just sails wide, has multiple other chances in yeah. tight. They're either bouncing off his stick or things just aren't working. That it's frustrating in the moment, but it's those types of plays that you look at and you go, "Oh, it's coming." Yeah. So, yep. I, I'm perfectly confident in Val. Honestly, perfectly confident in this entire lineup. Megan, you kind of needled at it a little bit there. The Avs starting to look a little bit more like the team we know. Yes, they didn't put the goals in, but they just dropped what 45, 46 shots. Did it end up being on on yep, Sorokin in this one? That's that's Colorado hockey is just burying <laughs> other teams. And it's players you'd expect to be generating those chances, but also outside of that, too, yeah. trying to contribute. And we watched a lot of players get denied tonight. Like Ben Myers had chances. Yep. You watched JT Comfort had chances. <laughs> Miko, we'll talk about at least one yeah, of those. That yeah. one was a really difficult one for JT. <laughs> but you watch a lot of players stepping up into the play in that way, and that's where the process part of it really makes you feel comfortable because you're seeing... Like, Valnichushkin's obviously still shaking off a little rust in some way, but there are things that he's still doing so well out there that I have no complaints. That's where they start to look like themselves again. When Evan Rodriguez looks like what, honestly, better than advertised, in my opinion. When we heard of him coming to the Avs in the offseason so quick to camp, we kind of set the bar, I don't know, in the middle somewhere. Like, all right, and he'll eventually be a depth player, and he's just played above expectation. He's playing like a top six guy right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you also mentioned Blaze, the chemistry that's coming. Erod a new hook. 
They yeah. got a little something going yeah. right now. I, I know they didn't finish tonight, but multiple games in a row now, multiple shifts in this one. You see them both coming in the offensive zone, and you're like, hey, yeah. look, look at this. So It's dangerous. It is dangerous. And then, of course, Erod with the only puck that went in the net tonight. We'll talk about that <laughs> uh, in a little bit. But, again, I... Maybe this is just because I was brought up with dead puck hockey, so I'm used to this kind of hockey game, but I really only have positives to th- things to say about Colorado, really. Yeah. I, I don't know how you don't love this game from them. I mean, I, I have a question. Does anyone want get to get rid of Sam Gerrard tonight after tonight's <laughs> no performance? Shot. Because, I mean, that guy was solid all the yep. way through tonight. On both ends. Yep. And, uh, one of those guys that had quality opportunities for Colorado with the shooting. Six on net. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I I don't think you can really ask for much better than that, particularly not just with Gerard, but Makar and Taves had some of these as well. The Avs were creating quality rebounds in front from their defensemen. It's just putting it in the net afterward. (laughs) It just wasn't quite, come on, you know? But still, hugely, hugely positive step for me on the offensive side of the ice for sure for Colorado. So, uh, I don't, I don't know how to transition that. I was going to say, if you want to be on the offensive side of the ice, go get yourself a Breck brew. But I don't know how that <laughs> transition doesn't make any sense, but you should still go get yourself a Breck brew. <laughs> go on over to breckbrew.com and check out the local Breck beer locator for yourself. You can find them at your local liquor store. They have dozens of flavors, including their Christmas and winter ales, which are out there right now. Obviously a, a great option giving the season. Uh, I love their Christmas ale, personally, if you're into the... I, what do you, do you call them? Spices, I guess? I they feel like that's the wrong word, but I guess the, there are spices in there. Oh, yeah. I, not like chili spices, but like... No, but like herbs and spices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like cinnamon. Yeah, that, is that Probably. a spice? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you're saying there's notes in it? The notes, yes. There's, there are some notes of kinds. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about, but Breck Brew does. So go get yourself a Breck Brew, or you can come down to the bar. Eight different kinds on tap down here. We are also brought to you by the amazing people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Blaze hit two out of three bets tonight. Um, yeah, my uh, over on goals didn't hit for some reason. It was weird. Oh, crazy, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> look, if you YOLO'd an under two, I bet you made a lot of money on this game, though. <laughs> hey, Miko with three and a half shots. Ended with 10. Yeah, had kind of <laughs> almost tripled that one. So Miko continues to be good money if you want to get in on that right now. Of course, if you make a new account and use code DNVR, you can bet on any hockey team to win their next game. Bet just $5 to win $150 in free bets through DraftKings. Flavors, yeah, kind of. It's like, I, I do think it gets sold as like spices, like if you get in a Belgian ale, but... I'm going to have to look this up after the show now. It's going to bug me. (laughs) Anyway, DraftKings, get over there. Use the DNVR code. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Or you can look at the show notes down below. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Second period of this game. Now, before we get into the Avs dominating offense more than we already have, I do want to talk about Alexander Georgiev because he did play great tonight, but also a 
intermittent game for him, right? He faces a lot in the first period, only faces five shots on goal for the majority of the second. Yeah. Is this a critical skill for him? Do you think he can handle games like this, especially when the Avs get healthy? We've seen them go on runs where they just don't give up that many shots. How important is it for Georgiev to get a feel for games like that? I think it's really important. I like you would classify this as being not the most shots that he had to field. Yeah, mostly just the second period, I would say, is the okay, slow part I see of the what game. Because yeah. I know the question of the goaltending is how much they're facing and whether or not that right. helps or hinders their game in any way. But on the whole, I think 12 of those 26 saves that he makes are from high or medium danger chances. Like he was tested in a big way. Yeah. And so that's why I think that the credits all gear gives these types of games are important because he is really challenged. Like, I don't think he had an easy job tonight, but I do think the Avs did a good job of making it a little easier for him than they have in the last couple of games. I think the other, uh, the other side of that though, is just like when the puck isn't in the zone, when you're not seeing shots, like can you keep your head in the game and not wander and be focused on what's going on? And I think it, it, it is kind of a thing as the Avs D gets healthy you saw that last year as well. Like there'd be long stretches where, yep. you know, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of business in front of the net. So and yeah, I think, I think it's a skill that they have to work on. And he, I mean, obviously did great yeah, tonight. Great pull on the high danger shots face statistic there, because if you don't do nothing for a while and then you make a high danger save. You're that, dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, you're dialed in Two, the team in front of you goes, okay, we could trust this guy. <laughs> We're good to just go play more offense which the Avs uh, do love to do, uh, even if they don't finish any of their shots. And it's still a little bit frustrating. <laughs> the greatest thing, too, about that was that it was overall a calm performance it as was. well. It was. It was. I, the whole night, you, he really didn't look very scrambly. And even pucks he fought off, he was yeah. very, it's here, it's here, it's up there, I got it. Yeah. It's fine. So we'll talk about him a little bit more later, I'm assuming. I don't know how the poll is actually going, but... I'm assuming it's going his way, or else you're wrong, chat. So <laughs> they're wrong. All right, good. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes chat does okay. It happens. <laughs> Avs offensively. Who? And I love I love using this question because I get a different answer every night. Bottom six. <laughs> Who'd you like the most? And if you say Jacob McDonald, I will walk <laughs> off this set. That's <laughs> mean. Not even his fault. <laughs> Tough question tonight. Well, Charles Houdon isn't here. <laughs> That's true. So. Yeah, we're the like, Houdon homies are at a loss. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking up Ben Myers. Mm-hmm. And I, that's still kind of who I favor for that right now I don't think Kout had a bad night so it's not a demerit of him necessarily it just I think Ben Myers was a little more eventful Kout can have a good night and Ben Myers can have a better night it's definitely fair fully <laughs> Curtis McDermott shots on net hits <laughs> <laughs> you take away that penalty maybe and it, I, like it feels like one shift okay. in the second one shift in the third it's weird Curtis McDermott I can't I mean, even evaluate what he did I was did. gonna say LLC but I think McDermott might have had a better game than LLC 
Is it because of what happened in overtime? That might be yeah. swayed in like recency. that recency bias, right? Like, that was like, a little oh. a tough look for LOC. Yeah. He wasn't particularly noticeable in regulation, was he? No. For, which happens to the bottom six guys some nights. Yeah. But all right. I, I lied. There might I don't I don't know if this is a negative or more of just continued weirdness. It was uh, it felt weird when they were giving Jacob McDonald three and a half minutes. Oh. At this point, what did he? How uh, did he do in two shifts? Yeah, he, yeah. he played. Did he get a shift in the third period uh, at all? Let me look. Just ended at a minute thirty-six. That's correct. Uh, really? Yes. What? Wow. And, and again, this is nothing against Jacob McDonald. This is no, it's just puzzling. Now. A usage decision by Jared Bednar. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand what the point is. Why are you not trying a different guy in that role if you aren't willing to play this guy two minutes? Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get how it works out. Bednar has shown a willingness to give Foodie ice time. He's shown a willingness to give Houdon ice time. Why not throw them in that spot and have another option to, to you instead of a guy that's literally a grocery stick? <laughs> Three shifts up and down the ice. I'm looking so intensely at this presser, like the answer will. Can I read his lips? <laughs> right. I mean, it's either is it three or two shifts? Whatever it was, it was it, not much at all. Two. Two shifts. It, and like I'm sure Jacob McDonald loves the NHL paycheck, but there's no way he's having a good time sitting on that bench for an entire period, just no. watching this game get played in front of him. Well, and at some point, if you're not earning the trust of the coaching staff. I mean, it, it is time to kind of just go. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna make it here. Like, what what are the plans for? Yeah, for him. He's I'm not. Sure, yeah, I'm sure he's a home in Loveland that he's <laughs> would like to go back out of a to suitcase yeah. right now. Well, and he could go play some hockey too. Yeah, and he could go play, probably be the captain. Yeah, <laughs> if they're like I, it's certainly. I don't think any team's going to look at this guy and think, oh, he played a minute 36. Yeah, let's claim that guy. Unless it's some psyops and they're doing this like, all right, and then when we put him on waivers, everyone will see that we only played him two shifts last game. At that point, is that like too suspicious? suspicious, (laughs) yeah. Just, it continues to be such an oddity because you, when you see guys' ice time get cut like this, it is almost always followed by a scratch, if not a send down to the minors. And it just kind of keeps happening with McDonald where they just won't commit to that next step. So has Bednar said anything about his play? Like why he's only getting this, you know, like usually he'll come out and say, look, this is kind of, you know, why we're playing this guy over this guy. Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone's asked him directly about it. So I, I haven't heard anything about it. I can't recall something that points to an answer either. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd love to just, get their take on it, like why it's happening, but why he's still up here taking a minute and a half game. It's just so odd that the Avs are willingly playing a man down, essentially, at that point. Or it feels like strong messaging if you're Charles Houdon or John Luke Foody (laughs) looking in on this. (laughs) Those dudes are like, you could give me that spot. Someone (laughs) in the chat mentioned Galchenyuk. Yeah, good point. Good point. Interesting. Weird one for sure. Anyway, we can we can move on from that. Get to the positives of the second period and the rest of the game. I don't want to shirk crediting the Avs defense tonight because yes, at times they did give up high danger chances, 
but we're seeing this team start to click a little bit. And I think we're seeing not just the top guys giving the the heavy loads. I yeah. I don't know what McCarr's TOI ended up at. I'm sure it was quite high as it got later in the game. But certainly through the first period, they were rolling. Even Anglin and Brad Hunt, they were just rolling those guys out there. So is that a, is that a show of confidence for them where it's missing for Jacob McDonald? Or is that just happenstance of the game? Sorry, will you repeat the question? Is the more ice time for the second and third pairing defensemen a show of faith from Bednar? Or was it just happenstance of the game? it's a show of faith because i've watched england and hunt just as an example get pretty consistent ice time together over these last couple of games so i I think they've earned a little bit of trust there and then the rest of that is just to not break (laughs) actually shatter because i feel like we've come close (laughs) to that i feel like we have seen games where he doesn't quite look like himself and you think it's wear and tear and parts of tonight he kind of looked like that you have to trust England and Hunt out there just a little bit more. Just like I'm pretty sure I watched Curtis McDermott even take a defensive zone playoff, a face-off. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and so you just like have to have a little bit of display of trust. I agree. I I think there's some trust there. I think I think they're I, still heavy loading the the. Uh, they yeah. are, and 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 I know they are. Minutes, yeah. the, that includes like four minutes of Smoky. overtime. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably more like three minutes, but it, it's, and that always happens to be clear in close games. As you get into the third period, Jared Bednar just chops off a third of the bench and says, all right, let's go. But that's what all coaches. Yeah, do, of though, course. Right? Of like, course. You got the guys that you trust in those situations. And, and they kind of stick with that, but as much as it, I don't love it when Andres England is breaking out the puck and it gives me concerns. It's working. It clearly functioned tonight for for the opportunities the Avs gave up. For the most part, I thought they really did a good job of getting out of their own zone tonight. I agree. So it, it, it feels good to take a look at one of these games and say, hey, the process was good. They got the win. And when you actually dig deeper into the process, you feel like they're doing the right things to win a hockey game. Well, even in the second period there with the, the two power plays that they had, those power yeah, plays they were looked, really good. They looked good. There was they got the zone entries. They were making crisp pass. Yes. They had shots on net. Well, shots near the <laughs> net. <laughs> Hit the parts of the net that are made of metal. Yep. But those passes were connecting. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and I, I think we ball both said after both of them, how can you be mad at that power yeah, play? Like yeah, They did yeah. everything right but beat Sorokin. Yep. Except for that second unit's a little shaky, but they didn't get much ice <laughs> time. They didn't. So. No, I really didn't see that second <laughs> unit. Still a still a work in progress. Obviously, they still very dearly miss McKinnon, McKinnon on that far side. Yeah. It's just having that extra weapon there makes such a world of difference on the power play. Yeah. But it really, really hard to look at that and go, hey, if you play a power play like that 10 times, they probably score on like four of them. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm really struggling to, to find negatives in these parts of the game, which is good. I'm glad I don't have to come up here and, and make a, wow, this actually sucked show. Uh, it was actually quite a good game. Third period of the hockey game. You start getting into this, and I think I look at Miko most for this, but how do the Avs stay chill? How do they not start gripping the sticks? Because a puck won't go in the net for them. 
What's it? What's it take? Did Miko? No, I'm saying stay chill. I'm saying he did. I, I like. I think he turned it up physically. Yeah. But also, dude tried to just bop a puck up over a defenseman <laughs> with his stick. So like, he clearly wasn't that stressed. I think. It, I mean, part of that is just like being able to channel your frustration in the sure. right way. Yeah. You know, like it can go into a bad place where you're taking penalties or you're just we not often engaged in game. See that with Miko. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but what we've been seeing lately here is like this. No, I'm just going to run over this dude. I'm going to try to dance around a guy by, you know, bopping the puck over his head. <laughs> um, he he played a physical game. He was just doing stuff away from just trying to score that you, you like to see. Absolutely. I think he looked very intentional in what he was doing. Didn't look flustered, though. I don't yeah. think anyone player did. It just felt like they knew. They had to keep generating chances, and eventually something has to go in. There was the one didn't. shot of him coming back <laughs> to yeah. the bench. Was he smiling a little? Well, he was. He was about to break his stick. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like that Happy Gilmore. Where they're like, he's like, no, 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 just put it down. He was gonna break his stick over his knee, and then he just kind of chilled out. If I, uh, <laughs> if I had insurance that equaled the amount of money that Miko Rantanen creates over breaking sticks over his knee, I'd have really good insurance. We'll put it that way. He breaks a lot of sticks. Yeah. <laughs> but he held it together. Yeah. Held that composure. I, uh, We've already talked enough about Miko over the last couple of games. I can't stress enough how important he has been in, in keeping it together for this hockey team, particularly in the games that they win. Sure, didn't score the goal tonight, but Blaze, I, I think you covered it with, especially later in the game, he just decided he was going to start running people over. Yep. So don't get in the way of a moose, all right? That's how you die. <laughs> uh, we are brought to you by the amazing people over at FOCO.com. Go over there to get all of your Avalanche merchandise, of course, any other team around the states and country and world if you want uh, for the abs, they have a bunch of amazing bobbleheads. They've got apparel, hats, Crocs. Uh, I think they had a blanket on there last time I checked, too. By the way, I love blankets. They're the Well, all right. No, serious question. What is the perfect size for an adult human blanket? I know this is very specific information. Like as big as it can get. Correct answer. Yeah. All right. My wife has all these, like, Four by five blankets. Those are Throw annoying. Blankets. Yeah, yeah. It's like they don't even cover me up. Throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what about a snuggie with the arms? Yeah, I could do a snuggie. It's just yeah, a different right. thing, you know. It's not yeah, a blanket. Sure. When I want a blanket, I want a blanket. <laughs> a big ass blanket. Oh yeah, swimming pool sized. Yeah. That's what I'm about. All right, big blankets only. Go get your blankets at Foco. Also, all of your other sports <laughs> merch. Uh, highly recommend you check them out. Foco.com, F-O-C-O.com. Use code DNVR to get 10% off your purchase as well. And then we're brought to you by the American Raptors. Free tickets to American Raptors games. They cost you $0 at AmericanRaptors.com. You can go out, have a day at Infinity Park in Glendale. Absolutely beautiful arena if you've never been. Also, rugby's kind of dope. We were talking about uh, Ultimate Frisbee earlier on the the show. The watch along, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> it, it feels like a years ago at this point. 
Uh, ultimate Frisbee is cool, but rugby is like Ultimate Frisbee without all of the stopping. It's just always going in one direction or the other, which is why rugby is dope. It's kind of like hockey in that regard. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, go follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter. They do 101 pods. Colton Strickler does amazing work over there. So if you're new to the sport, he will teach you all of the stuff you need to know and get you up to speed. And if you're a longtime member of the sport, he gets interviews with literally every human being in the sport. <laughs> it's crazy. Every week he's like, yeah, I interviewed this Hall of Famer, two-time world champion. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> How do you keep getting all these guys? Anyway, go check it out. Follow DNVR Rugby. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Overtime. One, and I've asked this question before. Is three on three still fun? Or has the NHL steadily dismantled it into something boring and overcoached? Well, it's not YOLO hockey anymore. Like the first season that they implemented it and everyone's just like, <laughs> there was no systems yeah. put in place. Coaches hadn't analyzed everything and, you know, basically created a system that's a very passive system in what should be the most exciting time in hockey for a regular season. Uh, but it's still fun to watch because there's always going to be a breakdown somewhere. Logan O'Connor. Yeah, Logan O'Connor. <laughs> It wasn't completely. Yeah, I mean, if if that's the one breakdown thing. you're having, you can live with that one. No, but that's <laughs> that's why it's yeah. still fun, though. Yeah. It it can still like you see the caution, especially tonight. I think both teams displayed extreme caution, but yep. there are still moments where your heart rate goes up because you'll see Valnichush can do something incredible, right? And then he needs to go recover the puck from Kilmacar, <laughs> who's struggling a little bit <laughs> yeah. in his own end. That gives you a little bit of stress. Yeah, that's <laughs> fun. Um, that part wasn't fun. <laughs> I, but I feel like compared to that level of stress compared to a couple of years ago was a literal five minutes of heart attacks. So just like <gasps> it's for our this odd man breaks back and forth. <laughs> I say that also knowing as this power as this overtime rather went on, JT Comfer missed a literal wide open net. Yeah, he had the six by four to hit, basically. And it's such a good pass. Airmailed it off of a great play. I mean, I, you, 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 if you watch the replay, you can see that the puck flips up on its yeah, side. Yeah, it, it, of course. Which makes it hard to, you know, because you're trying to raise it a little bit, <laughs> but not he that much. Raised it a lot a bit, unfortunately. He's, he's done the opposite, too, where he didn't lift the puck at all and he's missed. So yeah. I think he just <laughs> overestimated it. Find the middle. Find the middle, JT. Right. And. For as much as I say it's boring, that wasn't even the only great chance of the overtime period the Avs had. In the dying seconds, Kale McCarr beats his man up the ice after a great stretch pass yeah. to Miko. They get a great A opportunity coming right down the middle, and Sorokin just makes a better play. It was a huge save. Yeah. It was the save. Yep. Summed up the entire game pretty neatly, I would say. Uh, certainly from the Islanders' side of things. <laughs> yeah. So... Is there anything you would do differently in overtime if you were the abs here? Let me ask you that. Besides score the goal? No. Yeah, besides, obviously, besides play better. <laughs> well, not even play better. I mean, like, defensively, I thought they played really well, like, especially for an abs team in, in overtime. So, and they had, they got chances. That's what you're trying to do, right? Like, you're, you're looking for those grade A opportunities in overtime now. Like, you're not taking this, the, like, I might make it to the net. I might get a shot off type of chances. 
So I thought they played well in the overtime. Yeah, I I do think there was a time or two where they got bailed out a little bit, a stick or a puck rolls off a stick for New York, things like that. Yeah. But that's just Kale McCarr's good karma coming back into the end of the game, right? And that's just part of hockey, right? That happens all the time. It just just all added up on it. You get into the shootout. Georgiev got a little bit lucky in the shootout, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Not on the first goal. Not the kick save was... The first, the first, yeah, the first one was fine. Uh, it was close. Okay, I, I'll give you that one. Sure. That's all, Georgie. Third goal. He looked like he was pretty torched. He was torched, but did he get his stick on that? Is that what happened? I, I'd have to go back and watch. I'm sure Chat will confirm it for us one way or the other in that a minute Tito? here. That was Tito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I think I've made this up in my head now, and I... now it's it's official now. <laughs> Whether you made it up or not. I really hope that's There was one dude that was sick out there for the avalanche, though, in the the shootout. Oh, yeah. I guess we should get to this guy. (laughs) Puck just flew off a stick. Thank you, dude. Okay. Much appreciated. Well, then, yeah, that's luck. A little bit of luck. And and guess what? You need a little bit of luck to win hockey games. Adam. (laughs) (laughs) The clean living for Makar just wore off on the whole team. So There you go. Makar's doing it living right for everybody. Yeah. Is that a, does that count as a minor, minor miracle? Can we Saint Macar here? Saint Macar, all right. <laughs> I love it. Another A, also known as. Uh, obviously, the only puck to go in the night, net tonight was Erod. Literally, the carbon copy of the movie did against the Rangers earlier in the year. Mm, okay, we'll do it. We'll do the Stephen Colbert thing. Great shootout move or greatest. Shootout move from Erod, from Erod or in general. I'm I'm saying I'm asking you to your face, Wolski or Erod. Oh, Wolski. <laughs> I don't have enough um, of Erod to evaluate yet. Yeah, that's that's he's a, done that's it twice, but he beat Shosturkin and he beat Sorokin. Like okay, that's <laughs> pretty compelling. good. Pretty good. <laughs> that thing is solid though. There's no tells in it. A lot of the times, like a skater will have a tell that a goalie can see. I mean, skates are pointed like yeah. he's going across. Everything's just pointed that way. You don't see it. And then all of a sudden, he just changes directions. It's hard for a goalie to, you know, track that type of movement. Yep. it's He's just so committed to yeah. that cut move. that. And the best thing that he could do is, like, few games doing this, the tape's out there, and then you just keep going. And it keeps yeah, working. Right. Because the goalie's going to fight. You just do one where you rip it to the backhand. Yeah, well, or, yeah, yeah. Because you're just going to fake like you're going to do it. Yeah. And then you just keep going. Yeah. And if he just does one other thing out of it, yeah. goalies are doomed forever. <laughs> like, yeah. you never know what he's going to well, do. Well, because then you can't, there's this no, you can't cheat it. So, yeah. Yep. Hard for a goaltender to track those. A great all the way around. Uh, we do have one super chat. We'll get a couple more thoughts in after that. $2 from Vaguely Sober, who says, uh, Dr. Dubs prescribed sleep medicine. <laughs> DNVR and some Erod love on there. Uh, did he? Yeah, okay. All right. No, that makes sense. I think. Does it always say from Vaguely Sober, or did he write Vaguely Sober in? Well, at the top, but does it say from him? I feel oh, like he wrote that part in. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. All right. 
I love it. P.S. Shout out the new pod mom, Tiff, everybody. Everybody say hi to Tiff. Tiff, Tiff, Tiff. I don't know. Are you the in-law? Are you the stepmom? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out as the pot evolves. I'm the long-lost cousin no one knew was here the whole time. Always been here. Always been here, just no one ever knew. Hiding in the corner. Anyway, glad to have her aboard. Is there anything else you guys want to add on the shootout before we get to final thoughts? Miko, you need to try something <laughs> yeah. new. Miko keeps trying the same thing and it's not working it was anymore. It so great the first time, but now it's too simple. It was there though. Yeah, it was the there. He's got to. He just got to hit his mark. He didn't though. No, he hasn't. <laughs> last, yeah, because last time before it also didn't work for yeah. him. So I'm assuming Chat did in fact vote for the right person for King of the Game. And if you did, it's because he didn't give up a single goal in this hockey game. Outdueled uh, Sorokin, absolutely balling out in goal. I know we talked about him a little bit already, but literally cannot overstate how important goaltending is for this hockey team right now. AJ has talked about it a lot. He feels that the injuries wouldn't have even mattered if the Avs continued to get A-plus goaltending from Georgiev. It did slip for a little bit there. It's back now. He's back on his bullshit. <laughs> End of the show. That's <laughs> Just chop it. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we do have to do our final thoughts here. Uh, other than being back on your bullshit, Blaze, what do you think of this hockey game as a whole? I mean, I thought it was fun. Again, like it's low scoring, right? So it, it's kind of crazy, but it was fun to watch the abs just kind of start slow and just ramp things up and just take the game over. At, you know, halfway through the game, you just felt like this team was going to win this game. Like there was not a lot of concern that they were making mistakes that were too costly at that point. And then came out in the third, even better. And then uh, finished on a high note with a great uh, goal at the end, I guess, whatever shootout goal. I loved everything about this game except <laughs> Andrew Cagliano getting hurt. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't, didn't talk about that. that. Yeah. There uh, isn't an update. Uh, of course there is. Because of course not. It there did not look good on the ice, though. Well, especially someone tough as nails like Cogs. Oh, when he yeah. doesn't get up, when oh. he gets up finally and is going like this, you're like, oh, God, yeah. this is not good. I mean, it was shoulder first into the boards. <laughs> it's never a good sign. Obviously, hope Cogliano's okay and not to make light of an injury, but is that John Luke Foodie's music? <sighs> it doesn't feel like it is. Just because of like the role that they probably yeah, want to for sure. bring someone who could profile similar to what he brings, it wouldn't be Foodie. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think it's Dennis Malkin either. Interesting. <laughs> I, ha I keep forgetting about him. <laughs> He'll be in, though. Dennis Mulligan. Well, I, I assume he'll be in for next game. There might be some uh, visa issues and such Still since he was please. playing in, yeah. in Toronto oh, before. Yeah. So we'll see exactly how quickly that goes out. Yeah, Houdon time. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe Houdon. Maybe Galchenyuk, Bowers. Bowers is healthy now. It's true. Yep. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, other than that, the one thing I will say is I don't believe in karma for the record, but if I did, this game kind of feels like it. 
the Avs have taken a lot of tough bounces, both with injuries and just generally with pucks this year. This one felt like the bounces didn't go against them, at very least. Sure, Sorokin played great. He deserves credit for that. Didn't get a funny, weird one that ends up in the back of the Avs net. And the Avs win the game. Yep. This team is good enough that it doesn't take a good bounce for them to win. They just don't can't afford a bad bounce against. That's all I got. We're going to get out of here. We appreciate all y'all hanging out so very much. Back tomorrow with a 1 p.m. show. Hope y'all will tune in for that. Uh, until then, we'll talk to you on the next one.